Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. Writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I have a segment about the pronunciation of Celtic, or is it Celtic? A segment about the spelling of whiskey, and the winner of the National Grammar Day Poetry Contest. Let's get started. My family loves basketball, and from my name, you may have guessed that I have some Irish heritage, so I definitely grew up hearing about Boston's team, the Celtics. That's spelled with a C, but I also know many academics refer to the language as Celtic, which can be spelled with a C or a K, but is pronounced like a K. So I started wondering, what's the deal? What's right? Is it Celtic or Celtic? Well, modern dictionaries say both pronunciations are acceptable. All the dictionaries I checked put the Celtic pronunciation first, but contrary to what you may have been told, the first pronunciation listed in a dictionary isn't necessarily the correct or the most common pronunciation. I kind of went down a dictionary rabbit hole trying to figure that part out, so I'll do a little aside and share what I learned. Maybe, like you, I know at some point I was told that the first pronunciation in the dictionary is the best one or the most common one, but I also remember hearing that it isn't true. From what I can tell, it seems like this rule was more common in the past. I found a book from 1918 that said if more than one pronunciation is allowable, the preferred one is given first. And the 1973 edition of Britannica Junior Encyclopedia for Boys and Girls says essentially the same thing. Where there's more than one pronunciation, the preferred one is given first. But in newer reference books, it's either ambiguous or clearly stated that the first pronunciation isn't necessarily the preferred one. The Oxford English Dictionary Key to Pronunciation simply says, The pronunciations given are those in use among educated urban speakers of standard English in Britain and the United States. To me, that seems to imply that the order doesn't matter, since other dictionaries have been more direct about it. My Twitter friends were especially helpful quickly sending me the pronunciation information from the dictionaries they had on hand. Freelance editor Deanna Burghart said her American Heritage Dictionary reads, All pronunciations given are acceptable in all circumstances. 
When more than one is given, the first is assumed to be the most common, but the difference in frequency may be insignificant. And Karen Conlon, an editor specializing in indie fiction and also a past winner of the Aces Robinson Prize, sent me a photo from the front matter of her Merriam-Webster Collegiate Dictionary, 11th edition, which was published in 2009, and is especially clear on the matter. It read, The presence of variant pronunciations indicates that not all educated speakers pronounce words the same way. A second-place variant is not to be regarded as less acceptable than the pronunciation that's given first. And the next part fascinates me and shows how much interesting information you can glean from a really careful reading of a dictionary, because the word that comes before the second variant can tell you how common it is. If the word also comes before the second pronunciation, it means the pronunciation is less common. And if the word sometimes comes before the second variant, it means the pronunciation is even less common. And then it will also be labeled if the pronunciation is regional or considered dialect. I presume that at least in Merriam-Webster dictionaries, if the second pronunciation doesn't have a label, you can infer that it's used with about the same frequency as the first pronunciation. So coming back out of that rabbit hole, in some dictionaries, especially older ones, the first pronunciation may be considered to be the preferred one, but it's definitely not a universal rule. So getting back to our Celtic-Celtic debate, it doesn't really matter that most modern dictionaries list the Celtic pronunciation first. The argument for the Celtic pronunciation is that it comes from the Greek word keltoi, But although the people the Greeks called the Keltoi may have spoken an early form of Celtic, they didn't inhabit the British Isles, the lands we think of as Celtic today. Instead, they lived in a large region of Western Europe called Gaul, which from what I could gather included France, Spain, Luxembourg, Belgium, and parts of other regions. The American Heritage Dictionary has a particularly interesting usage note on the pronunciation and says that the introduction of the K sound is a linguistic change started by scholars contravening the historical development of the word. In other words, it doesn't match the real history. The argument for the Celtic pronunciation is that the word didn't come from Greek. Instead, it came into English in the early 1700s in the way we use it today to refer to certain peoples of the British Isles from the French word Celtique. Celtique made its way into French from Latin, and nearly every other English word we got from Latin-derived French that starts with C-E-L is pronounced with the S sound. Celestial, celebrity, cell, and celery, for example. A source called The Big Book of Beastly Mispronunciations by Charles Harrington Elster documents what various usage guides and dictionaries have advised over the last 150 years or so, and found the same lack of consensus we see today. Early on, Celtic appears to have been preferred. Then later, some American sources say Celtic is the British form, but some British books disagree. You can even see the switch by looking at old and newer editions of Fowler's Modern English Usage. 
The 1926 edition says Celtic is preferred, and the 1996 edition says that Celtic is preferred, except for the Boston Celtics and the Glasgow Scotland soccer team called the Celtic Football Club. So, what's a person to think? What should we say? Well, my understanding is that the Celtic pronunciation is greatly preferred by people who study the culture, language, and history to the point that if you call it anything else, they'll look down on you. But if you're attending a basketball game in Boston or a football game in Glasgow, you are rooting for the Celtics in Boston and Celtic in Glasgow. I live by routines, but I especially love my same-day delivery routine with Shipt, and my shopper knows this about me. When Sunday rolls around and I place my weekly stock-up order, Joe sends texts from the aisles: wilted lettuce, nah, hard pass. Deal on my favorite sparkling water, Whew, grab two. Fresh flowers just because? Hmm, sounds like a delightful idea. If you love routines that work for you, get Shipt same-day delivery. Shipt, delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipt.com/high. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Have you ever noticed that Irish whiskey and Scottish whiskey are spelled differently? If you look at a bottle of Jameson whiskey, which is made in Ireland, it's spelled W-H-I-S-K-E-Y with an E-Y on the end. And if you look at a bottle of Chivas Regal, which is made in Scotland, it's spelled W-H-I-S-K-Y with just a Y on the end. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the earliest uses of the word are from the early 1700s. And because spelling wasn't as standardized back then, you can see both the modern spellings and other ones, including W H I S K E E and W H I S K I E. Whiskey is short for the Gaelic whiskey bay, or the older uisge bay, which translates to water of life. The consistent spelling difference between Irish whiskey and Scotch whiskey didn't become a thing until the 1800s. American whiskey makers follow the Irish spelling, so if a whiskey is made in the United States, it should be spelled with an ey on the end. But other countries follow the Scottish spelling. Australian whiskey, Canadian whiskey, and Japanese whiskey, for example, are all spelled with just a y on the end. And in case you're wondering about a drink called Scotch, that's whiskey too. It's whiskey from Scotland. It's just short for Scotch whiskey. 
As is often the case, I couldn't find any particular reason the spellings became different in different countries. But this St. Patrick's Day, if you want to remember that Irish whiskey is spelled with an E-Y, you can think of the E as being associated with Eire, the Irish name for Ireland. To finish this week, instead of a familect story, I have the winner of the National Grammar Day Poetry Contest that was run by ACES, the Society for Editing. National Grammar Day is March 4th, which is both a date and an imperative sentence. It sneaked up on me this year, so I didn't do a special episode, but I'm pleased to be able to share the winning poem with you. This is by Andy Hollandbeck, managing editor and copy editor of the Saturday Evening Post. Learn about the semicolon. Tis a good thing to invest in. It splits up independent clauses, not half your large intestine. In an interview with Aces, Andy said, quote, Knowing how to use a semicolon well is to me like being able to change a tire or to balance a checkbook or use an abacus. But beyond its punctuational work, the semicolon is the winking eye. Who doesn't love that? And its name is ripe for punning, unquote. Andy has been a recurring winner of the annual contest, finishing runner-up at least three times. Congratulations. I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. Subscribe to the audio podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen. And thanks to my producer, Nathan Sims. That's all. Thanks for listening. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.